Josh Fuentes is gonna get us there, boys. Seriously. I'm looking at Josh Fuentes on baseball reference. So. Okay, there we go. Continue that conversation. He's by far and away our best player right now. Which is crazy. Out of nowhere. Welcome to Blake Street Banter, where one of us knows what the word banter means. The other two are just along for a ride. James, say hi. Hey. I like your collar shirt today. Thank you. Kirk, say what up. What's up? I am going to go out on the limb and say we don't look the best that we possibly could. Um, all on the struggle bus after this long stretch of games for the Rockies. We won last night. We have eight games left. We are still in the playoff hunt. And I am actually really upset that we won last night. Why are you upset? Because now I have hope again. We beat the Dodgers in the final set. set. We have eight games against the Giants, which are four games against the Giants, four against the Diamondbacks, which are all winnable games. And if we win out, we're probably in the playoffs. So now I have hope again. Now I know what it means to be happy again. And it makes me mad. Well, get ready for it to be dashed because – we got the Giants tonight, and like you said, it's a winnable game, so that means we won't win. So. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, it's, it's nothing to be upset about because at least you still have a slight amount of hope, but at the same time, you don't have really that high of expectations. So it's kind of a, a wash either way, you know, but we have to win out, so unless just – somehow we all pulled together like two, 2007, then <laughs> the season's over. And I think that's the part of the Rockies fans. Like, hey, we've been here before. We've had a stretch where we can actually make the playoffs and make a run. Like, there are good times in our history that say, hey, we can do this. But in reality, it's not. So real quick, would you rather go 0-8 these last eight games or 8-0? and well, that's kind of a silly question, right? I mean, we want to go 8-0, and right? I mean, 0-8 means a better draft pick. Yeah, no, nah, man. I'm all, all about winning whatever game you can. We, we, have, we have some pride, like I mentioned in the last episode, of not losing 100 games in a season. Like, I don't want to have, like, a historically horrible season, you know? And tanking for a draft pick is kind of silly for ML teams to do because, you know, picks are, are so hit or miss. And, you know, just because you get a top 10 pick doesn't mean you necessarily get a top 10 MLB guy, right? I mean, that's valid, but it also gives you the cream of the crop that you get to choose from. So, like, 2015, when Brandon Rogers was drafted, Dansby Swanson overall, we'd probably like him, Alex Bregman. Kyle Tucker was in that draft, all in the top top draft. So I think there's something to say that you can still get a good draft pick in the major league draft. Well, you're making the assumption that our our scouting department is competent. And I think from the past episodes, you can tell that they aren't. So you want to go 8-0 and get all the dubs that possibly we can possibly get. Yeah. I, I hate the division teams that we play against. Like, I don't like the Giants. I don't like those guys. So, let's just beat them. Let's just, let's just beat them now.
Do you guys know the name Mike Nickerack? Yes. He, uh, I was watching the draft when the Phillies drafted him, and I think he's out of baseball now. That's amazing. So the Rockies actually drafted him in 2015 oh. in the first round. I don't know what, whatever came of him. He was a high school student when they drafted him. Potential is sky high, has clean delivery, 92, 97 mile per hour fastball, potential plus curveball. But now he's out of baseball. So wonder if that was our scouting department that said that or D1 baseballs. But, I mean, I'm going – I'm going on the record going 0 and 8. I don't, I want talent to be built. I want to ho have hope in our scouting department. I would rather have an 0 and 8 than 8 and 0 at this point. Just because this season, I'm over it. It's a wash. Give me, give me the early draft pick so I can start looking at which drafts people we can get and see if we can find the next, you know, the next stud and go from there but I am definitely going on the other end. I think I'm broken. We're all really cynical, except for Kirk. Yeah. Kirk's always happy. Fuck him. Um, <laughs> but That's just, dude, I'm like, this is just a normal year, man. Like, unfortunately, but that's just, this, this is kind of how most Rocky seasons are. Yeah. I mean, you got a really good point right there. Something needs to change soon, uh, whatever it is. And we'll talk about that later. We'll dive into that later. So John Gray is on the DL, and there is conversation across Rockies fans. Is is he good? Do we sign his arbitration? Because he's up for arbitration in 2021. Do we re-sign him? Is he good? What do we do with the ghost hunter John Gray? I definitely say we want to keep him. Um... Has he been, like, phenomenal for us? No, but he did lead us to – he was our ace of a rotation leading us to a playoff run. So, I think there's something to be said about that. And just considering what we've had, he's been one of the best pitchers that we've had. So, you definitely got to keep him around as long as we can unless he just completely falls off. Yeah, it just kind of depends what the depth looks like at, at that point. So – knowing the Rockies organization and then we don't have a lot of starting pitchers coming up. Starting pitching is always at a premium anyway. So any guy that's, that's a little bit above average, uh, you definitely got to hold on to him. And Gray was really good a couple of years ago. So hopefully he can find his form again and put it together a little bit more consistency because that's the only thing he's missing at this point is the consistency piece. Yeah. Looking at his, stats right now it's like every other year so 2016 his you know his rookie season 461 era 17 367 18 512 19 384 20 669 so he is literally dips and valleys right now but i want to just say yes or no would you like to have these players on your team Gio gonzalez yes no Tanner Rourke. No. No. Jake Arietta, like prime. Oh, prime? Prime yeah. Jake Arietta, absolutely. Yes. Because we, we could say that John Gray is becoming – he should be in his prime within like a year or two, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Jake Arietta, yes. Jose Quintana. Yes. 
Yeah. Ulysse Yassine. Yes. He was <laughs> Homer pick, but yeah. <laughs> Danny Duffy. No. No. Here's a question mark. Mike Miner. I don't think I don't think his stuff works that well for Coors. Yeah, I would say he's pretty I'd say no. Okay. Chris Archer. In his prime, yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay, that's the end of that. So these are all players that have a general similar war plus as John Gray. So John Gray has a war plus career of 108. Those players I just gave you were in between 111 and 105. So John Gray is in those career-wise, those players, right? And that's their career, and this is John Gray's career. So we have to assume, like, John Gray is going to hit his prime. If you give me a prime John Gray that's similar to a prime Jake Arrieta, yes. Prime Geo, prime John, yes. And I don't think we've seen the prime of John. So I'm going to go – I'm saying John Gray is good. He's good for what the Rockies need. He's not going to be the stud. He's, he was drafted third overall, you know. We expected high from him. But if we can get him as a three starter, why the heck not? Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, do you guys remember the game where he struck out, was it 16? 16 Padres? Like, that was – that was a sweet Rockies moment right there. Yeah, my the only concern I have is that his velocity has had some issues this year. So that and he says he's healthy. So that's that's hopefully there's not something underlying there. But if if he's just continues to be himself and he's not, you know, declining with velocity and stuff, then he's Definitely a, a guy you want in your rotation, considering you need five of them. Absolutely. And I think him being on the DL with that two-point, that two-mile-per-hour drop is huge. I think that, you know, that signals something was wrong with him. So let's get this fixed in this season that it is. He also has a 10.7 war, um, according to baseball reference. That's ninth amongst all Rockies players, like, ever. So he's already a top 10 franchise pitcher in the few years that he's already gone. So again, I think he's good. I think he's somebody we should sign up, sign up for. And his strikeout rate per nine is like 9.3 or some, something crazy. So dude's good. It's just not the first round talent that we all want him to be like the stud overbearing the Mark Walker Bueller type pitcher that we kind of expected, but he's, a good player that we should have on our team. Okay. Um, yes. <laughs> so watching Michael Givens pitch on, what was that? Sad Saturday night where he had a wild pitch, had a throwing error to second base and he looked like crap. Did we win the Michael Givens and Kevin Pillar trades? Like, did this work out at all? What did we give up for Givens again? We gave up a future back of the bullpen arm in Wallace? John Wallace? Oh, yes. No, yeah. it was uh, 
Tyler Nevins. Tyler Nevins and John Wallace is one of the players to be na named later. So like Nevins yeah. and Wallace. I think so. It's too early to tell. I mean, one bad game isn't going to make or break it, right? Um, Wade Davis, for example. I mean, how many bad games in a row did he put together before we finally said enough is enough? Designated for assignment, Wade Davis. Yeah, so Super Pen. Super Pen's officially over, man. See you later, Pen. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too down on Michael Givens yet. I mean, he's only pitched, I think, seven innings for us. So it's so you also have to kind of understand that it's a pretty big adjustment getting traded, especially during a year like this and stuff. So it might take him a little bit to get settled down, but I would definitely still do that trade over again, um, especially because he's, he's only 32, um, 30 also. But um, And then Kevin Pillar, he's been solid for us. He's, he's not – he. I love what he brings to the table with his, the way he plays. Um, I just kind of wish he wasn't really necessary. And I mean that with – we should have Dahl out there tearing it up, and Pilar would be kind of an afterthought. But he's came in and filled in for us and played well. So I'm, I'm happy with both of those trades. Yeah, Pilar, your point, your point is extremely valid, and he surprised me. I expected him to come in and play good defense, but when he's hitting grand slams in LA and and putting us in good situations to win ball, ball games. It's, it's been nice. It seems like a lot of fans I've talked to that you know, like Blue Jays fans and stuff, like they have nothing but good things to say about Kevin Pillar and they, they miss him. So it's kind of one of those things where you don't really realize you're getting that type of a player until you actually see him play for you. Yeah. Kevin Pillar is not a bad signing. Um, I can, and he's just a, I think he's just a round, good around, all around good dude, you know, like he's a clubhouse guy. Like he's definitely helping the morale and just bringing some stuff up. I, again, I like the way he plays, but I'm going to say we lost the Michael Gibbons trade. You really? said, you all said right. adjusting and all that, but you're a professional. So you should be able to adjust with, a, with whatever. He's thrown seven innings. He has a 7.7 ERA um, in Colorado where he had a 1.38 in Baltimore in 13 innings. He only has four strikeouts compared to 19. And I just don't know if Colorado is the place for him. And I'm going to say we lost that trade. I, think I don't know, man. I mean, isn't, seven innings isn't enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think about it. That's like one start for a starter, you know, that's so it's, it's and the the large discrepancy there, you can't think he's just he's going to be a seventy RA pitcher from here on out, you know. Well, hopefully he adjusts back to the average because his ERA has been around four as a career. I think seven innings is enough this year because he only pitched thirteen this year, and we were basing the trade on his twenty twenty data, right? We were. He's good in 2020, so that should be what we're gauging it for. And if I compare those two in 2020, just looking at those two, I don't think it's it. That's just me. I think we still have control over him for next year. 
So, you know, ask me, ask me in July next year and I'll let you know. Yeah. He's arbitration eligible next year. So we'll see. He's 3.23 million right now. What would you pay to keep Gibbons? I'd say about 2 million. Two? I think yeah. Two is pretty low for the most part. Especially consider what we were paying Shaw, Wade. Uh, yeah, I don't even want to get into that conversation. I think two two's way too low for, for a reliever like that. But, um, I mean, what were we paying Wade Davis? Wasn't it like $14 million or something like that? <laughs> so, I mean, relievers can cost a pretty penny if, if they're consistently good. And he's put up so many – so many solid years. I mean, he's not like absolutely amazing, like a Chapman or something like that, but he's definitely earned, I don't know, maybe like six mil a year contract. Uh, Wade Davis is making 18 million. He made 18 million in 2019. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, with Gibbons' his contract at 3.2 arbitration coming up. I think if we get him like five or six million, it would be okay. Hopefully it's not a 7.7 ERA next year, but I think it's something we need to watch and play out for. Like Howard Nevins and um, Wallace going to do while Gibbons does for us. Like, is it going to be worth it? And I think we should be able to know by May, June next year or this postseason. Am I right? I just want to give a shout out to Josh Fuentes, who's been our best player by far the last two weeks, all of September. So that came out of nowhere. The cousin is good. Is that what you're saying? Uh, surprisingly so, so far. I mean, he played last year. He came up and I think everybody was just kind of like, I don't understand why this guy's up because he's not on a prospect list. Uh, he wasn't exactly setting the world on fire. He he was doing all right in the minors. For, he was respectable in the minors, but uh, he played – in 2019, he played uh, 24 games and had 55 at-bats. He only hit 218. And then now, this year, in 22 games, he's hitting 348. So, something's clicked for him, which is awesome. But it's disappointing that his cousin's shoulders hurt and – we're out of the playoff conversation when we got off to the best start in franchise history. So, Yeah, I think it's safe to say we're a pro Josh Fuentes podcast. Dude has been on a tear this season. Looking at his stats, I didn't realize his, he was hitting 348. That's yep. incredible. 348, two home runs. 70 plate appearance? Like, yeah, that's – that's good. Yeah, he's got 13, 13 ribbies, so all good for Josh Fuentes right now. And, you know, his defense is just as good, too. Like, he's great over there at first base. So, future first baseman? Is he the starting first baseman in 2021? I think it needs to be a competition for sure. So, you definitely have him in the mix, but you bring in some of those other younger guys to compete with him. 
Uh, based on what he's doing right now, he should be able to win it. But I think, I think if we push him a little bit more, then then he could develop into that everyday first first base guy for us. So no. I think a lot of it will come down to how he does uh, coming into like spring training and stuff next year, and who who's available on the market that we could possibly go after because we're we're due for another just whopping contract that just goes nowhere, you know, like a Daniel Murphy. So now now we're getting some money cleared up so we can just blow it on somebody. Yeah, blow it on some veteran guy. Let's let's get Ryan Howard back. Let's throw some money at him. It, what is Bright just going to do this offseason? What a what a ridiculous reality that we live in. We are Blake Street Banter. One of us knows what the word banter means. The other two are along for the ride. Go Rockies. Woo! Thank you for watching. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple's Podcast, or Google Podcast by looking up Blake Street Banter. Thank you.